Yo guys, what is going on? Um, we just posted our second episode last night, actually. Um, well, last night, New York time. Um, and I really wanted to try and do these kind of short videos, maybe five, ten, maybe even fifteen minute videos, where we're just talking about like the current game that's going on right now, and just seeing what um, what do you guys think about these shorter formats. We might try to do some of these along with some of the longer style podcast um, episodes that we have. Uh, but yeah, it's Yudi. I'm doing this pretty much solo right now. I just had this idea at the top of my head that at the, um, the innings break after India bat, I'll uh, just give my two piece on what's going on in the match. Why I think India made a subpar 120 score. I think it's not even subpar. It's probably much lower than I expected. Um, but I just thought I'd give this a go. Just a short format kind of video um, just to give my, my thoughts on the match. So speaking about the pitch, because I think India getting a 120 score definitely says a lot about the the pitch that they're playing at. And I think, uh, I don't want to say India got it wrong with the pitch and the selection. I just think that um, the pitch was definitely not what India expected, especially with the pace element, um, because they were, the ball was stopping and going. Um, so we had Jofra Archer who was steaming in and the ball was skidding for him. He also got a ball uh, that gripped for him, so this put a lot of doubt in the in the batsman's mind. I think uh, Hardik was. Um, I think Mark Wood had bowled a ball to Hardik Pandya, and it just flew past his bat, and he was just. He looked at Shreyas Iyer on the at the other end, and he was like, "There's pretty much nothing that I could do about that ball." So, it, it, I think it's going to be an interesting match. Although I do think England might take this one. Um, we got a like a really low score, I would say, of 125, um, 127, something like that. Um, and I wasn't really expecting this. Uh, I think I figured that India's not going to get a big score when Adil uh, Rashid was put into bowl. So when he took the new ball, I realized that this pitch is going to be a stop and a start pitch. So some of his balls were skidding, some of them are gripping and turning. We saw the first ball to KL itself. It was um, it, the first ball to KL that Adil Rashid bowled was slightly shorter, but it also bounced up as well. So it was super interesting to see in the first over of the game itself that the pitch was already playing tricks. Um, under the lights with the dew, I don't think it's going to be easy for India to hold the ball. I think it's going to be a very difficult um, total to defend. Um, but I think it could be an interesting match if we get a couple of wickets at the top as well most matches I guess um, so let's just go through the Indian batting right so we got Rohit Sharma first resting for this match uh, yeah kind of agree with this one um, just want to say that you know he's probably had a grueling couple of years past uh, past couple of months I think it's because he was um, called for the Australian test match um and be, and he wasn't like a part of the setup he was like coming in midway and a part of that was because of the fitness so he was probably working hard on the fitness then he goes to australia not really playing too much but he just he's just put into that the third test match not too much practice and stuff so i think it's been um it's been tough on him like if you look at other people that played that tour um, all of it is essentially uh, we have like Ashwin or somebody like that who's sitting out for this one uh, and obviously you know Rohit is um, definitely more integral to our T20 squad than Ashwin 
but you can tell that definitely he probably did deserve a rest i'm quite okay with this with that scenario i'm i was also quite happy to see shikhar play but i think that um he was really struggling out there in the middle so if you just go by the openers we have dhawan and rahul and um not too much to say other than the video the the pitch just um i think it just completely outfoxed them i i don't think they knew what was going on if you look at dhawan he had four runs of 12 balls you know couldn't get anything going same for rahul just a run of four balls and then virat comes in um the ball is doing all sorts of things it's pitching bouncing turning it's skidding on it is not coming on uh, well at all even though there's a small ground and you would expect you know india in home conditions to get a move on eventually uh, especially with the players like kohli and stuff like that like the high class players here but um clearly something was wrong so kohli for a duck uh he's definitely not looking like himself this is a different kind of virat kohli that we're seeing um over the past year especially after the pandemic i think it's it i think it's rattled him a little bit you know he's used to consistent playing consistent batting he's he's used to being out there on the field for a long time he's used to not taking too many breaks and then you have like a mega break of like 9 10 months and i'm sure that you know it must have helped him out mentally more than it did for the for his game in, uh, itself but i i think he requires like consistency he requires always being in high pressure situations for him to be the best virat kohli that we know and i think that will take some time but i think we will see him get back to his best midway in the ipl i don't think he's going to do too may he might not do too well in the start of the ipl um just again just the consistent consistency part that i was talking about so i think he'll pick it up midway in the ipl and i think he'll be ready to go for the t20 world cup which is again in india so i think um he should be well prepared for that i'm not too stressed about about him i think he's so hard on himself uh, as a batsman i think eventually he will um, he'll deliver and it's not like he's out of nick you know he had a couple of good innings against england in the test series as well so he's not like he's not completely out of touch i think it's just either the pitch or the lack of playing time for him in general i think is just catching up to him a little bit um but i don't think anything to worry about but then we go on to rishabh pant and this guy hit one of the most ridiculous sixes i have ever seen and i've watched a lot of cricket trust me um jofra archer's bowling at you 145 150 clicks and this guy honestly i don't even know what kind of shot that was uh, i was the a reverse dil scoop over the keeper 60 meter 6 um i think jofra was absolutely clueless when when rishabh pant just switched his ha- his um uh, the way he he holds his bat i think i think jofra was like what is going on here this, this because this is not even like t20 that wasn't even a t20 shot it was the most innovative crazy shot that you play in an attempt to get out essentially that's a that's probably a 90% uh miss rate and i think well uh, rishab is probably lucky that that 10% paid off this time he was also looking good in general um again the fact that rishab pant was 21 runs of 23 balls has to tell you something about the pitch not to say that he was struggling i think he was doing quite well on the pitch but the fact that he is going less than run a ball when we know he's so aggressive in general definitely does say something about the pitch um i think it's slower than he expected it even though he was out there in the middle um 
it's going to be inter- interesting to see what kind of areas the indian bowlers bowl after seeing uh, what's what happened out there and then you have india's standout batsman i think he was absolutely smashing this is uh, shreya sayar interesting to note that rishabh pant came in before him i don't know if that would happen if india didn't get off to a good if if india didn't get off to a bad start i think shreyas would have come in after kohli if dhawan rahul and kohli all played decently steady innings cuz you definitely want rish uh, rishab and hardik at the end especially the last 5 to 6 overs you want them to be fresh at that point uh, to come and um, give you that extra 70 80 um, obviously not on a pitch like this but you know what i mean So the fact that Pant came out early definitely shows that India's intent is to go at the English attack. It's to be aggressive. It's to not really hold back. Um, and I'm okay with that. Um, I do think that every now and then you're going to get games like this where it just doesn't go your way. Whether it's the the batsmen not applying themselves, maybe being too aggressive, or the pitch is not what you guys expected. So I can understand that. But I think Shreyas coming in at that number three position. when we were i think like 22 for 3 or 30 for 4 or something like that and he came in at a very difficult time and he hit 67 of 48 balls eight boundaries one six the perfectly crafted innings for a pitch like this he had half of india's runs uh with only 40 48 balls i think he was really good he was patient for the good balls he was patient for the balls that did a bit off the pitch he put away the bad balls he was um, very clinical i would say with the with the way that he ran his innings um he took the ones and twos tried to keep the score uh, scoreboard ticking him pant and hardik kind of did that really well i think that's it's needed on a pitch like this because if you're if you're frustrated that you're not getting boundaries or sixes and you're just trying to slog your way out of it it's just it's just not going to work at times in fact most of the times it's really not going to work and the best way to keep it going is just ones and twos just knock it around find the gaps take the singles keep the scoreboard ticking move on a little bit maybe you get a bad ball put that one away if you get a boundary or a six in an over and you're taking ones and twos that's an easy seven to eight runs in over and right now india was six runs in over so you can tell that that extra one or two runs in over it can make a huge difference especially in a t20 match so the ones and twos i was ex- very happy to see rishab also being a little responsible that way uh, and not just throwing his wicket away um, but i think at, after 23 balls he pretty much had enough of uh, the english attack he went for it um, sometimes it just doesn't pay off i think he hit the ball quite well it just went straight to the fielder uh, same for hardik actually um, so just a little unfortunate and then you have you know takwar washington and akshar that you know all gave uh just a couple of runs here and there so the standout batsman was definitely shreya sayar 67 of 48 balls once again 140 strike rate that is um the ideal way to play on this pitch and i think the english batsmen are going to look at that and be like that's exactly the way we should play just keep it steady don't do anything too foolish the pitch is definitely doing something out here don't try to hit the ball too hard i think um virat would probably agree with that i think he his intent was a bit too much try to get on top of the ball a bit too much and you know got out because of that so the english players will definitely be wary of that situation if you look at the english bowlers they actually bowled six bowlers only three of them bowling the four overs that you can bowl and the the others which is stokes 
Sam Kyron and Rashid all bowling 3-3 and 2 overs. So clearly you can see that this English team is prepared for the World Cup because they have six bowlers that can essentially all bowl four overs if needed in case one of them is having a bad day. And they look extremely balanced because if you just look at um, just look at the bowlers and then see how many of them can bat. Okay, so Adil Rashid comes in. He starts the innings. Magnificent bowling. Three overs, 14 runs, one wicket, 4.7 runs economy. He did everything the captain asked him. That is the perfect performance out of um, out of Rashid, especially when you're opening the um, opening the innings. You're bowling to Dhawan, KL, Virat, who are all looking to go after you. That was brilliant. And then you have his counterpart on the other end, Jofra Archer. Four overs, 23 runs, three wickets. Um, flawless. He's been amazing for Rajasthan as well in the IPL. He knows the situation. He knows the conditions. He has a great leg cutter. People miss that, I think. In the first over itself, he bowled a leg cutter. He's very efficient. He hits the target. He's pacey, skiddy, um, and he has the change of variation as well. So Jofra is definitely their key bowler and he is doing a fabulous job for them he also had a maiden in there so he had one maiden uh that's just crazy in t20 cricket so big ups to jofra archer and then you have mark wood bowl four overs 20 runs one wicket again just economy runs of five runs uh just perfect bowling he was extremely quick he had a 152 153 clicks inside one of his spells that is rapid. He's launching the ball. Um, that is ridiculous. So he was really good. You have Chris Jordan. Usually I would expect Chris Jordan not to bowl four overs, but the point was he's not the quickest, but the the pitch was such where there was pace and a little bit of spin. It was stopping a little bit. So Chris Jordan is probably like the best bowler in terms of for the wicket like this, um, just keeping it tight. I think that was his role. He played in the, he bowled in the middle order-ish. And I think he just did his job. He took good catches. He took a catch of Hardik. He's a great fielder. I think that was fabulous out of him. Uh, ben Stokes, three overs, 25, one wicket. Again, he took a wicket. So I guess that's um, more important for England. And then you have Sam Curran, two overs for 15. Just look at the range um, that they have. They have um, Adil Rashid as the only bowler. Just look at the, the way that the English team just went about it. They had five full-on bowlers, not really medium paces, just five bowlers. Five um, fast bowlers coming at it um, on a wicket like this. It was, um, I guess, it was really good, uh, a really good decision by the by the captain and the team to to do that. Um, but yeah, coming back to the main point, just see how many people out of this out of this bowling um, attack that ca that can actually bat, right? Starting with Chris Jordan, he's a genuine middle order player. He's um, can hold the bat, he can give you runs, he can give you wickets, he can field. I'm not a biggest fan of him, but. I can understand why he's a part of this team. I think he can do really well for them in the lower middle order. Ben Stokes, the best all-rounder in the world right now, especially in T20 format, no doubt about it. Um, and then you have Sam Curran as well, who can pinch it at the end. And Jofra Archer, who can also pinch it at the end. So you have six bowlers that can bowl four overs each, and three or four of them can actually hold the bat. That's scary. That is very scary in a T20 scenario because they have a good batting order as well. And if they fire, um, they, the bowlers obviously don't need to do much with the bat. But if they don't fire, don't expect Chris Jordan, Stokes, Sam Curran and Archer to not give runs because they're going to give you some runs with the bat. And that is, um, that's an amazing balance. 
Um, I don't know if you could say the same for India's bowling because Bhuvi can hold the bat, but not for not for T20. I would say he can give a little bit here and there, nothing crazy. Shardar Thakur again, knock it around, nothing crazy. Washington can give you something. Akshar can give you something, but it's not the same firepower that England possesses. Um, and I think that's going to be the biggest difference out here. It's um, the fact that their players can, a lot of their players can do both bowl and bat. And the fact that even Joe Root isn't, doesn't even make it in this team is, um, it's insane. Uh, I think England just started batting and they're already 16 for no loss and two and a half overs. Uh, don't think this one's going to be a, going to be a long match. Maybe England might wrap this up. They already need just 110 to win. So it's going to see, it's going to be interesting how this game goes. It's going to be interesting how this series goes. Um, just wondering what you guys think about these short term videos where it's just me or Maddie um, speaking into the mic, just giving our thoughts on the match that as it's going on while we're talking. Um, and yeah, I really enjoy doing stuff like this because it just, you, you give yourself some time to just really reflect on what you just saw and put things into perspective. And then the other innings comes out as well. So let me know what you guys think about the shorter format videos. Um, I really enjoy doing stuff like this. Just a quick burst of information. Um, and yeah, hopefully you guys follow us. Um, hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. We are loving doing it. Um, again, we're based out of New York right now. We're both in college. So it's uh, it's interesting to watch cricket at like odd hours. But, you know, we love cricket. Uh, there's I don't think there's anything that can keep me away from watching cricket especially india so yeah uh, stay tuned for a lot more content like this a lot more longer content um like we did last night we posted a one hour podcast just about the 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 indian cricket team um the game that we're watching right now the ipl coming up um and then um some fun more fun topics with like underrated players stuff like that so we have a lot more stuff coming um and yeah hopefully i will see you guys on the net next podcast.